Amen. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Aaron. I love you, your family, this church. I am excited to be back here at Church on the Rock, Homer. You guys still are looking at me funny. I don't know how many times I do my clinket introduction. I say, that's what's up. It's good that you are here. How many of you are happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Come on, let's hear it. Yeah, come on. All right, amen. It is good to be alive. Good to be here in church. And I said, you got Juan. That's keep your head up, for there's much to live for. Amen? These are days that we need hope. How many of you need hope? I need hope. Raise your hand if you need hope. I tell you, man, these are the days coming post-COVID and going through all the stuff that we went through. We need hope. Okay, on the count of three, I want you to shout hope. One, two, three. Oh, you can do it again. One, two, three. Oh, yeah, we all need hope. Isn't that the greatest, most positive word ever? But let me read something here. I'm not just talking about positivity. I'm talking about a hope that does not perish, that does not fail, that hope that burns in our hearts, that confidence that we have. But uh, I am getting a little ahead of myself. I want to give you the mission statement of Carry the Cure. Then I'm going to read a scripture about hope, and we are going to fly. Are you guys about ready to fly? Yeah, maybe some of you. Okay. By the end, we will all be flying. Okay? I tell you what. But right now, the, the mission statement of Carry the Cure is this. Carrying hope in love that transforms lives. Why don't you go ahead and check out this video here. What does revival sound like? And what does revival look like? I believe we are living in days in which we are experiencing the beginning of a revival in Alaska. Everywhere Carry the Cure has gone, we have seen hundreds responding to the gospel of Jesus Christ. From March to April 2022, we visited nine villages and saw about 2,000 people give their hearts to Jesus Christ. so cold outside we couldn't get open water that we could fully immerse people so we got creative got some tubs and we just poured water over them and baptized them there we had a ton of baptisms we had 2,000 people give their hearts to Jesus like this bleachers being emptied people totally surrendering their lives to Jesus Christ it was such an amazing time those nine villages 2,000 people bunch of baptisms freedom Hope rising up in Alaska. Come on, guys. And the amazing thing is that you prayed this in. You gave and made this happen. Right 
So sometimes we did a regular uh, response where we'd call people out, you know, and they'd empty the bleachers. And other times we'd have them dance. We'd have them walk it out because it's not just we about raising your hands. A move of God. It's about surrendering your whole life and walking it out, being discipled. From the youth to the elders. The hunger for God in the villages of Alaska is sovereign. So we've assembled an army of Jesus lovers that are not afraid, not ashamed, and are committed to seeing his kingdom and his will be done. It's been prophesied that revival will break out in Alaska's most remote areas, that the glory of God, the fire of God will be so bright that it'll set all of Alaska ablaze. But it's not going to end there. Yes, the gospel, the good news, the cure will be carried until it has reached every man, woman, boy, and girl in every town, city, and village in Alaska. The gates of hell shall not prevail. We will plunder hell to populate heaven. We will see evil principalities like mountains being conquered and removed. Kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. He shall reign. This is a season of harvest. God is pouring out His Spirit. God's favor is upon us. This is Alaska's time. And as Alaska goes, so goes the nation. Are you ready to join us? It's time to carry the cure to every town, every village, every city. supporting Carry the Cure. Your prayers are powerful and effective, and I wanted you to get a little taste, a little vision, to see just a little glimpse of what God is doing in our village. So thank you so much. We couldn't do this without you. And uh, man, we have an amazing schedule coming up. Uh, there's something that happened that's uh, pretty incredible. Um, can you uh, go to the next slide, please? Now, there's a mountain here. I know you guys had some pretty cool mountain slides there in the background of hope, but I decided to use my own mountain. This mountain right here, uh, that mountain, uh, can you go back to the other slide there? There we go. Just about a week ago, a week and a half ago, those two mountains were called North and South Suicide Peak, located in Anchorage, Alaska, in the uh, Chugach State Park. 
but praise be to God. He gives us faith to speak to the mountain. We can say mountain be removed from here to there. And if we do not doubt in our heart, it can happen. All things are possible. So those mountains are now called north and south. They accepted my proposal for the name change after two and a half years of fighting for it. And now they are called heaven's breath. That's what it means. Heaven's breath. How cool is that? That's evidence that God can move mountains. He can move physical mountains, spiritual mountains, mental mountains. So what is your mountain that you need to speak to? Speak to it in faith and watch God move it, remove it, and in its place plant his goodness, his kindness, his truth, his hope. This is our time. This is our season in Alaska. It's time for hope to rise up. Come on, church. As you can tell, I'm a little excited about this, but I want to read something here. This is found in 1 Peter 1, starting with verse 3. 1 Peter 1, verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, I read that, and uh, you know, it doesn't really take much to stir me up. You could probably tell already. But I need to point out that it's, that we are born into a living hope. Say living hope. Man, we serve a God that is not dead, but alive. We don't chase the pages of a dusty Bible, but our God. He, he rose again. He's alive. He lives in you. He lives in me. He lives in the church. And you know what he's saying? So this is a saying that I heard before. It said that Holy Spirit is held captive in the hearts of good Christian men and women. And he's always saying, Let me out. Let me out. And this is a time to let that goodness, to let that hope out. I mean, he's alive and he lives in you. What the angels long to see and the prophets long to know lives in and breathes in and moves in you and me. It's not like a Charlie Brown faith. I know that we're coming into this season. When I was a kid, we watched, you know, the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And if you've ever seen that before, you know, Charlie Brown, they'd knock on the door, trick or treat, and then they'd run to, uh, they'd run to the street and they'd all be sharing Lucy Linus and all of them would be sharing what they got in their bag, you know, and like Lucy would say, I got a candy bar. Linus goes, I got a quarter. But Charlie Brown goes, but I got a rock. Poor Charlie Brown. That's not the kind of hope we have. You know, just like I read here in 1 Peter, the kind of hope that we have is like that hope that Paul the Apostle, you know, I mean, if, if he was like Charlie Brown, instead of going, I got a rock, he'd go, But this rock reminds me that my life is not built on the shifty sands of life, but my life is built on the rock of Jesus Christ, and it's in him that I can do all things. Amen? Amen. That's the kind of living hope that we have. I want you to go to the next slide, and we're going to go to... 
We're going to talk about love for a minute because you can't really have hope without love. You guys remember the uh, cartoon strips, Love Is. Now go to the next one. I'll just read that one. Love is when he says you're even more beautiful than yesterday. Isn't that great? Isn't that nice? Well, what about hope? Hope is this. Okay, hope is, look at that, the rainwater's there. They were doing this campaign of be a good neighbor during the midst of COVID, during the midst of that darkness. They were going and helping out, praying for, giving people food, running groceries, doing all kinds of really cool things. I was tracking with them. But hope is people that know how to be a good neighbor, amen? And hope is, next one, married couples who love each other even more after 25 years, right? Way to go, Pastor Aaron. That's amazing. I've been married 31 years, and I just feel like, man, I am more in love with my wife now than ever before. And it's because of Jesus that makes that happen, because we've been through some good, bad, and ugly things, right? But God is good. He gets us through it all. And then finally, uh, let's move on. Hope is a church. That's you guys. Say, that's me. Yeah, that's you guys. You guys that pray, that love, that treasure the work of God. That is hope in action. Somebody shout hope. hope. All right, man. Hope in the morning, hope in the afternoon, hope in the breaking. You know that song, right? Hope in any and every time. That's the kind of hope that we have in Christ. Amen. So we're going to move on and... Uh, I was thinking about this, hope and love go together, right? Like it says in Romans 5, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love, love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. That's great. I love those. They come in pairs. I love the duo, but I like power trios too. You know, I grew up listening to things like, you know, ZZ Top and, you know, like Triumph. And here's another power trio for you. How about Broken Walls? Yeah, so I like those, those three. But, you know, even more important than that, let's move on. Here's a better power trio. The most important power trio is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? And in the Bible, there's another one, faith, hope, and love, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is? Yeah, we can't have hope without love. But when we have that love, when you know how much he loves you, really you become like unstoppable. It's awfully quiet. I hear crickets now, I think. <laughs> I am serious. He loves you, church. I don't know where you are today, you know, young, elder, whatever, all in between. Jesus is crazy about you. He loves you. And no matter what you've done in the past, if you turn your attention to him, he is like a warrior that just dances and twirls and sings and rejoices over you because he loves you. When you turn your attention to him and that love, and like this, that scripture in Romans 5, 5, when you get filled with his love, whoo, man, there is nothing you can do. All things are possible through Christ who strengthens us, right? Okay, awesome. So hope, we're here to talk about hope today. One more time, shout hope. Okay, check this out, uh, this video, little short clip. Oh, pizza. Bravissimo. Western Airlines, the only way to fly. 
<laughs> okay, Western Airlines, the only way to fly. What about the next clip? Uh-oh, this does not look good. Here, quick, have a Red Bull and pass it on. No Red Bull, no wings. <laughs> so you have wondered how turkey became uh, the uh, standard on the table there. But you know, it's Jesus, Jesus is the only way to fly. Amen? And you know, hope, not Red Bull, but hope in Christ gives you wings. Amen? This is what it says in God's word, Isaiah 40, starting with verse 27 through 31. It says, why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Now, I know some of us, you know, uh, memorize the scripture as they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. But that word hope is kawa. It means to hope in, to hope for, to wait for, to look for, to expectantly believe and trust. That's the word that we're talking about. That's the hope that we have. It's like that fire in our heart that burns, that hope when it's cold and dark outside, that hope of Christ burns in us and people want to warm around it right it's good that's the kind of hope that I'm talking about that's the kind of hope that we need today the hope in Christ that man it'll get you through anything I mean I know I've been through good bad and ugly and uh you know it's just man it's it's that hope it's that expectancy of knowing that, man, today may be a really horrible day. I have maybe have gone through a lot of loss, pain, but tomorrow, tomorrow will get better. Tomorrow will be a better day because I know that my God works all things together for those who love him. I love him. Do you love him? And I know that he'll work all things together for those who love him and trust him. And he will, he, man, that's the hope. Amen? That is the hope. And when you're truly tapped into that, man, uh, it's just like, ah, it, it gives you wings. Really, it gives you wings. You not only become unstoppable, but you become unflappable. Okay, some of you like kind of got that, you know, unflappable. I guess this is a real word, Chris. Pastor Chris, my wife uh, told me that uh, unflappable, it's like, you know, being calm, right? It's like having that peace that, you know, things are going to work out no matter what. 
But see, just like that scripture that I read in Isaiah, we can have those wings of eagles. See, when the eagle sees the storm, when it sees the problem, it doesn't, you know, just hoping to get above it, it just spreads its wings and soars. It uses the resistance to take him higher. That's what we have in Christ. Unflappable. I like that word now. <laughs> You're welcome to use it. Anyway, there are three things that you must know to fly. So say, it's time to fly. Oh, say that again, church. It's time to fly. All right, all right. I like a little uh, interaction, as you know, a little bit of feedback. So, you know, anyway, now you know. I'll preach shorter amount of time if you're with me, okay? Someone say amen. amen. Okay, great. So there are three things that we need to know. Number one is we need to know, if we want to fly, we need to know what hope is. Now, we were talking about what hope is already, amen? We talked about that, but what hope is not is wishful thinking. It's not that Hail Mary uh, thing, you know, that's, you know, well, you're just, you know, nothing else works, so you're just going to, mm, last chance thing. It's not a mere desire or something good. You know, I hope the Cowboys win today. I hope that red shirt's in the store. You know, I hope they have my uh, Hoka Ono shoes at the store. It's not that. It's not just an aim or an aspiration. That's not the kind of hope that we're talking about. But it's that confidence. It's that expectation that what God says he will do, he will do. It's a trust, right? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm in the right place. And uh, so hope can truly only be understood through Jesus because he is the God of hope. Amen? Number two, you need to know how to get hope. I think you've heard the saying before, you know, you got to get under the, the spout where the glory pours out. Man, that's step number one is that you need to like give your heart to Jesus. You need to surrender to him. We have tried all kinds of other things, but that hope that, that comes when we surrender, oh, and, and, and just like the scripture that I read in Romans 5, 5, it says he pours into our hearts hope through Holy Spirit. But you don't get that kind of hope just talking about it. You don't get that kind of hope just coming to church and sitting down. You don't even get that kind of hope of raising your hands at an invitation. You get that kind of hope by confessing Jesus as Lord, believing in your heart, and beginning to walk it out every day. By hanging out with a great Bible-believing church, like Church on the Rock, by surrounding yourselves with others that believe the same thing. Then it's like you stir each other up. Man, as iron sharpens iron, so one man shall sharpen another. We sharpen each other. I'm so encouraged by these other missionaries. I see what God is doing in the land, through the world, and I get so encouraged about what he's doing there, and that inspires me to do what my mission field is, Alaska. So I'm so thankful for our fellow missionaries, but that's how we get hope, right? We come to Jesus. We ask him to pour in his hope into our, our hearts. We uh, surrender to him. And uh, then the next thing uh, is that uh, 
Yeah, let me go to this. You receive hope through his love, through Holy Spirit. You walk with him. You experience his goodness. I kind of said all that stuff. We need Jesus. We need to surrender completely to him. And, uh, and then when we have that kind of hope, when, you know, first of all, we know what hope is, true hope is. And then when we get hope from Jesus, it's like Hebrews 11 takes on a little bit different meaning. I kind of get Hebrews 11 a little mixed up, and this is how I do it. It says, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. But when you have that infilling of Holy Spirit, when you've totally surrendered your life to him, it's like you might say something like this, hope is being confident, confident in what we believe and certain of what we do not see. Guys, truthfully, there's a lot of stuff that we don't see right now in front of us. Some things look scary. Some things look impossible. Some mountains are too big for us to even face. It seems it's just no way I can get through this. But when you ask him, I ask him, church, to fill me with that kind of hope on a daily basis. I take regular hikes up the mountains in the Matsu Valley and other places because I cry out to him, the God of hope. Lord, take me higher. Give me strength. Help me to have faith that's able to move a mountain. We need that today. Friends, we have family. We have community members that have no hope. You may be sitting here in church and you're going, I need that hope. The God of hope, the God of love is here to give you that hope. We need to ask for it. And as believers, we need to keep asking because then it just helps us to soar, to become unflappable. Finally, the last thing is that we need to give hope away. Amen? That's what this week is about. It's about giving the hope that you have away to others. Man, when I think about what God has done in my life, when I was young, hurt, mistreated, abused, rejected, abandoned, all that stuff, how God came into my life, how he healed me, delivered me, changed me, gave me a purpose, gave me a vision, and gave me a testimony to share with others. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything else but surrender to him and go, Lord, if you can use me, if you can use this broken clinkapino, clinket Filipino, you could use anyone. But if you can use me, use me. I surrender. The hope of God's glory in Homer, in Alaska, and to the ends of the earth hinge on your surrender. Letting Christ be the hope of glory in you. That's why we're here, to make him known, to shine like stars in the darkness. Colossians 127, one of my favorite all-time verses, it says, to them, 
God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. It's a mystery, isn't it? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So if you want to have wings, know hope, receive hope, and give hope away. As I close, I just want to share a few things that... Uh, I'm trying to land this, but, uh, you know, uh, a few things that we can do to give away a, a hope. Yeah, go to these booths. Talk to these missionaries. See how you can partner with them, pray with them, go with them. And us, we have two trips that we're doing for Church on the Rock exclusively. Carry the Cure and Church on the Rock in January and April. Come talk to me, sign up. You can figure out how you can go with us, how you can pray with us. But, you know, giving hope away is simple acts of kindness. And it's like if you see someone go to the grocery store and they're counting pennies, and if you're able to pay for their groceries, that's hope in action. Being a mentor, volunteer, coach, or teacher. Loving your family. Man, if you love your family the way that we are supposed to love our family, that gives hope to other people. Men, if you compliment your wife and love your wife, do it in public and in private. That gives hope to others around you. Um, honor others publicly. Share your testimony. And that is like one of the greatest things. It says, Revelation 19.10, it says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning this, this is the way I interpret it. It's like when I share my testimony, when I share what God has done in my life, it gives other people confidence. It gives other people hope. It prophesies to them. It tells them, what that crazy man went through. All the hurt, pain, and shame, and came out of that giving, you know, loving Jesus, loving their family. I have an amazing family. I've been married 31 years, and like I said earlier, I love my wife now more than ever. I have two amazing kids. I have one with me now here, Rain Pagaran. He's, uh, he's a future uh, mechanical engineer, but he's home serving Jesus and taking online classes. He's going on some trips with us over to Belgium and then, uh, and then into the villages. I mean, what God has done in my life, he can do in your life and others' lives. We all have a story. Share that story, and it will encourage others. And the, the last thing, I just have to share this, is that going back to this, um, go ahead and go down to, yeah. So I shared about the name change at the beginning of the service. But it's official. After two rejections from the state board, the state of Alaska said, no, we want to keep the name Suicide Peaks. But when I climb those mountains, when I prayed, when I think about all the hurt and pain and shame that I deal with in the villages of Alaska, trying to bring hope to them, I was thinking, no way. We are not going to have this mountain in Alaska. And I got up there and I spoke to that mountain. I prayed. We took communion. We did declarations up there. I went with other believers, 12 other believers. Two and a half years later, the proposal goes to the U United States Federal Board of Geographical Names. And I was told that they very rarely go against a state decision. But they, when they looked at the people of Alaska, 
like some of you signed this petition. When they saw the representatives, uh, Sarah Vance headed up a, a, a campaign at the end and got 38 signatures for me to submit from other legislators that support the name change. There were uh, the mayor, the assembly, and so many people that supported this effort, Native corporations. When they saw, when the U.S. board saw that, they passed it unanimously. Again, I only share that not really to, to brag or anything like that because it wasn't me. I mean, it was my son, it was my family, it was you, it was people of Alaska wanting to see hope here in Alaska. So the names North and South Yuyong, Chech Yuyong, Chech means heaven's bread. And so on Sunday, last Sunday, in the Anchorage Daily News, the most liberal paper in Alaska, in the largest city in Alaska, right there in the middle, they had Suicide Peak's name changed to North and South Yuyong, Chech. It means heaven's bread. And people all around this state and people in the future for generations will be calling heaven down instead of the other. Instead of calling death down, they'll be calling the blessing of God down. His kingdom come, his will be done here on earth, here in Alaska as it is in heaven. So, Father, right now, I ask that you do that. You help us to move mountains. Lord, we say your kingdom come, your will be done in our hearts. And give us that hope that never fails. Help us to move the mountains in our life, those tough things that we need to speak to. And help us, help us to walk out your hope in this state, in this nation, in the countries the world in Jesus name Amen. hey there's a book too by the way um, I wrote a book before the name was changed called rise above and my goal is to get it into every school and uh, you can help with that project anyway I know there's so much more but thank you guys again oh, thank you this is only the beginning I got a couple notes for you guys. First one is for all of you who stay to help out with uh, teardown, it's going to look a little different today. We have quite a few things that are um, going to be going over to the spark. So if you usually help with teardown, if you want to just kind of check with whoever's kind of on point for your area that you usually help with, that'd be great. Um, the kids. As a reminder, we'll be coming in here in just a minute. You can go pick them up and make the rounds. They do need to be with you, the whole family, to go around these six stickers, and they can find Sarah Jane um, or Christy Weiser for their prize. Um, I also want to ask that you be open to the Lord's leading as you make the rounds, that not only are kids asking questions and getting their stickers, not just to give or to pray for them or to be connected, but even going. Some of you, if, if you feel like the Lord's leading you in any kind of way, I let them know. Say, I, I would love to come visit you. And I don't know what that looks like. Let them know today that you, it would sound fun. You're not committing to it, but it just, the Lord's maybe leading you that way. And then come talk to me and I would love to know and we'll help make that happen. We got lots of trips in the works this coming year and uh, we'll help make that happen. And then the other thing I wanted to say is um, for the banquet, 
We're going to have a great time uh, on Monday night. Um, if you haven't gotten tickets, you can get those. The youth specifically have a very unique role in uh, the banquet night, uh, which you get to hear about if you're there at the banquet. Um, you can ask your kids about it. Uh, Bill Pagan will be drumming. They're, we're doing worship all together on Monday night. And uh, for uh, the rest of you guys, hang out, make the rounds, and we'll see you tonight at the Spark Building for dessert night. God bless. Thanks.